If you're anything like me, you're looking at these new Stormcast Dragon models and you're wondering to yourself, how do I make the most of them in Cities of Sigmar? Now, they are a lot of money and they are a lot of points, so you want to make the most of them. And you might pick up that big dragon and you might wonder yourself, do I build Krondus or do I build Karazai? So in this video, I've looked at the various War Scrolls for the Stormcast Dragons, and then I've looked at the Cities of Sigmar to see which Allegiance abilities, spells, command traits, and artifacts best synergize with these new dragons, and that may ultimately shape the direction that you take. Now, it's worth remembering that these models are not allies. They are coalition units, which means that you can give them enhancements, things like spells to Krondus, um, remember though that Krondus and Karazai are unique characters, so there's limitations on what you can do with them, but they will gain the Cities of Sigmar keyword as well as the city that you choose, like Tempest Eye, Hallow Heart, Anvil Guard, etc, etc. But look, let me show you some of my favourite cities and where the synergies lie with those new Stormcast Dragons. I'm going to start with the most obvious city, which is Hallow Heart, and that mostly benefits Krondus, but it will have benefits to the other dragons. Krondus through the Mages of the Witfire Court will gain an extra spell to cast, which will make him a triple casting wizard that will get up to plus three to cast, thanks to the War Scroll ability. Krondus's War Scroll spell is already quite powerful, with the ability to debuff an opponent from 24 inches. Hallow Heart is going to offer you six spells to choose from, like Searing Wounds, which gives you D6 heal. You could add plus one to wound rolls to a unit. You could deal a bunch of mortal wounds to things like, especially hordes, through things like Elemental Cyclone. You could do some chip damage to multiple units through Roaming Wildfire. There's a lot of options, unlike the other cities, who really only offer three spells against the city. Eldritch Achievement is going to give Krondus and Karazai a 5-up ward save against spells and the spells, which is going to help them keep them around longer because they don't have a native ward save. It's not going to protect them against mortal wounds from missile weapons or melee weapons. However, the Knight Draconis and the Stormdrake Guard don't really benefit from this rule because they've already got a 4-plus ward save against spells and endless spells. If you elect to leave the Hutrakanum or the Luminarch at home, Krondus with the 18 wounds could be a great target for the Arcane Channeling command ability. The way it'll work is Krondus takes the damage through Arcane Channeling, which you can then go on later to heal through things like Searing Wounds. But whatever that damage was that was taken, it'll be added to casting values of other wizards within 12 inches. So if Krondus took six damage, he'd be a beacon for plus six to the cast for other wizards, not for Krondus himself, so it doesn't self-buff. Based on the first six months of Age of Sigmar 3, it is clear that the Living City right now is probably the most successful city from tournament records, and it's thanks to a, a bunch of great allegiance abilities that now your dragons can take full advantage of. Hunters of the Hidden Path will allow you to put your dragons in reserve, so if you're worried about them being shot off the board or charged off before they even get started, this is a great way to protect them. However, Kronos and Karazai have a 160mm base. Now that base size is going to make it just that too big to be able to use those rules because you do have to be set up wholly within 6 inches of a table edge, and I believe it works out to be a 160mm base will make it a 6.5 inches. So people like Ilariel can't deep strike because they're on the same type of base but this is where your knight draconis and your storm drake guard are going to really excel with their smaller base size and a unit or two is going to be really hard to screen out for your opponents 
Where the dragons are supercharged in Living City is through the command ability, Strike Then Melts Away. And that's the Allegiance command ability that lets you come in from reserve, uh, shoot, then for that command point, you can make a normal move at the end of the shooting phase. Now, this is going to be great to either get out of harm's way if you're worried about being uh, charged or you, you're worried about what's going to happen when your opponent takes the next turn, or it's going to allow you to get an easy charge, which is what most people want to do. Now, the Storm Drake Guard and the Knight Draconis, uh, with their breath weapon, is going to be perfect because you come in from the table edge so long as you're outside of nine inches from your opponent, and you've still got a 12-inch breath weapon to be able to shoot at your opponent. So you're always going to be in range um, as long as you're positioned well. Cronus and Karazai can both benefit from strikes then melt away because they've got both got an 18-inch breath weapon. So even though they can't come in from reserve, they will get up to an extra 14-inch move depending on if they're injured or not. Then they're able to move up the board and get to where they need to be. Through the Living City, they'll get to heal one wound a turn thanks to the Attune to Nature. While Krondus has three extra spells to choose from, some of my favorite will be either the D6 heal from Life Surge or there's another debuff that allows them to halve an enemy unit's move characteristic. Uh, that's off the Cage of Thorns. You can actually also debuff as well with a minus one to wound roll. So you act like a pseudo Phoenix, which is pretty cool. Tempest Eye is a personal favorite city of mine and the dragons slot perfectly into this playstyle. The alert and forewarned city allegiance rule gives them plus three inches to their move and a plus one to their save for the first battle round. Not turn, battle round. Now that's gonna allow you to have your dragons all on a two plus save without needing a mystic shield or all out defense. So it's gonna allow you, if you do apply a mystic shield or all out defense, it's gonna allow you to really reduce the amount of rend for that first turn. It doesn't benefit any other turns, just turn one. Now, don't forget your Storm Drake Guard also have a once per battle ability that allows them to move in the hero phase on a, and then charge on a two plus. So think about some of the movement shenanigans and think about that plus three inch movement. You could really do some solid striking across the board or get into some of those juicier targets or even get into some of those backfield objectives depending on the battle plan that you're playing. If you need to run, you get plus one to your run rolls for as a city allegiance and with the command ability rapid redeploy that lets one unit shoot even if it ran. If you find yourself making your general a fast hero like the free guild general on Griffin, an anointed on a phoenix or a dreadlord on black dragon, you might want to give it the aether guard captain trait that gives you plus one to your charge rolls while you're wholly within 12 inches of the general. You may want to give that fast general or another fast hero the Zephyrite banner, which allows you to re-roll charge rolls for units wholly within 12 inches of the bearer, and that will help you make an ultra-aggressive dragon force. And when you think about on the charge, you get Ren minus two with the lances. Um, you could do really start burninating the peasants. Take a mobile wizard like the Battle Mage on Griffin or Krondus, and you'll be able to use Aura of Glory, and that allows you to get plus one melee attacks to units wholly within 12 inches of the caster. Now each Storm Drake Guard mount is going to have five attacks with Ren 2 for two damage, and that's going to turn Karazai and Krondus into absolute powerhouses. I think Karazai has seven attacks, hitting on threes, 
wounding on essentially ones uh, for rend three for three damage. And that's assuming that Karazai has not powered up through the Pfizer Vengeance ability, which, which means that when he kills a unit, depending on what type of unit it is, a hero, one wound or multi wound, uh, he gets certain benefits that go with it. So you can start super stacking and making an ultra aggressive Karazai and the Aura of Glory spell does complement that really well. The next big city to call out would be the Twin City Hammer Hall. Hammer Hall is a great combat focused city and it really starts coming to life when you are putting your units in your opponent's territory. The Hammer Hall Allegiance Command ability, Righteous Purpose, lets one friendly Hammer Hall unit that is wholly within enemy territory to fight again at the end of the combat phase, so long as they're within three inches of an enemy unit. Now, it does mean that you can't receive all that attack or all that defense because a unit can only uh, receive one command point each phase. So you are also at risk, obviously, at being roared at unless you are in Hunters of the Heartland. So your Storm Drake Guard could certainly fit into the Hunters of the Heartland and avoid being roared at. But Krondas Karazai, that is an easy way to kind of avoid that double fight. So keep that in mind. So if you are, you know, you are in that enemy territory and you are able to fight twice, imagine fighting with your Storm Drake Guard with those delicious Ren 2 attacks with some high damage output. You'll need to be careful with Krondas and Karazai with their large bases to ensure they are wholly within enemy territory. You don't want to set this perfect combat up only to be within slightly your side of the board and not being able to fight twice because really imagine that calamitous tail. You can see fighting with that particular weapon alone. It's hard to see your opponent surviving a brutal attack. And the both of those big dragons do have the ancient master of war ability that allow them to both reduce the uh the damage in return so you'll be able to subtract one from the melee attacks to a minimum of one so you're going to be able to pack an absolute punch and hopefully you know not take much in return the great thing as well about righteous purpose is the command ability can be used in both yours and your opponent's turn if you're thinking about righteous purpose and really building around combat why not equip your general with the blood of the 12 command trait that allows you to reroll ones to wound in melee so long as they're within 12 inches of the general so imagine your your dragons who are mostly wounding on threes being able to reroll one put down the finest hour put down some other types of abilities and there is some super consistent damage and obviously fighting twice if you're in enemy territory holy alternatively if you're focused across charging across the line into enemy territory and you don't want to use all that attack because you're saving to use righteous purpose you might look for things like aggressive general that allows you to get a plus one to your melee hit rolls so long as they're wholly within 12 inches of the general if it made a charge roll so pop it on a frost heart phoenix the anointed frost heart phoenix and your dragon is going to be mostly hitting on twos and you're not going to need to be worried about being roared at because you're still going to get that plus one to hit and assuming you haven't got roared at and you've got a command point, you can still use Righteous Purpose to fight twice uh, in the combat phase. Now, you might want to pop the Twin Stone Artifact on that general, especially if it has Blood of the Twelve. And the, uh, the Artifact allows you to either create a plus one to hit bubble if it is the Akshi aspect, or you can heal D3 wounds on a four plus to each friendly hammer hall unit wholly within 12 inches of the bearer. So as we've already talked about, the dragons do not have a native ward save. So being able to heal D3 wounds plus any other healing that might be available to you 
will only keep your dragons allowed longer because they will be a primary target. If you do find yourself bringing a spellcaster like Krondus or any other wizards, in fact, you might want to think about giving it Wings of Fire. That'll add plus, uh, plus one to run and charge rolls for a particular unit. Or the Cinder Cloud can create a minus one to hit bubble uh, wholly within uh, nine inches of the wizard. So should that wizard be Krondus, for example, that is a massive nine inch aura of minus one to hit. Now, don't forget that each time that Karazai destroys a unit, he will either gain uh, an extra attack, a plus one to run and charge, or heal a wound. So these are going to rack up pretty quickly if you're in Hammer Hall. It is a great city. It works well with all of the dragons, the, the Night Draconis, the Storm Drake Guard. Um, Karazai is great. Even Krondus, I think, is worth considering in Hammer Hall. The output of difference between Krondus and Karazai isn't a lot. But getting the spell casting in Krondus is wonderful, but you don't get those stacking abilities, especially if Karazai starts killing a whole bunch of heroes. It'll be super crazy. So um, keep that in mind. But Hammerhall, another great city. Outside of Hallowheart, the Living City, Tempest Eye, and Hammerhall, I couldn't find a lot of natural synergy with the new Stormcast Dragons. Now, the dragons are good on their own merits. So uh, popping them into Grey Water or Anvil Guard or Phoenician or Excelsius or Settler's Gain will still yield you good results. Speaking of Settler's Gain, if you did put them in Settler's Gain, you might find some cheeky combos when you start bringing in your Lumineth Realm Lords as a coalition unit. Your one in four can be uh, a Lumineth, and that might you know create some real double trouble when you factor in the Fox, when you start bringing in Teclas and Krondus. When you start looking at maybe some sentinels with your storm drake guard whatever it might be um, one synergy that works really nicely is teclas's war scroll spell creates an 18 inch ward save uh, of a five plus so you get a five up ward save it's a big bubble within 18 inches of um teclas and it's for friendly units so it's not keyworded lumineth it's keyworded it's for it's friendly so it means that your, st your stormcast dragons will gain that benefit the Greywater Fastness does have a command trait that lets you run and shoot if you're wholly within 12 inches of the general. And if you're wondering where is Harkuron or Mistarven, uh, they don't have the rules for Ways of the Free People. Uh, so that means that they can't take the Stormcast units. That's where Harkuron benefit from one in four the Daughters of Cain. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, those Mistarven and Harkuron don't work. I couldn't find much within within the others. Like I even looked at Excelsius to see what Excelsius did. Not really a lot of synergy with the dragons. Now, there might be some other things that I missed. I'd, I'd love you to let me know. I just couldn't find them. So I hope you've got a bit more clarity on the dragons. And if you were going to buy dragons, I'm not saying to buy dragons. If you're buying dragons, you were already doing it without me and my advice. They're great models. Don't get me wrong. Each of the cities are going to play different strengths. So depending on which city you choose from, if you are someone like Hallowheart, you know, you may want to start looking at that magical powerhouse to build around and, you know, the Hurricanum or, you know what, you could even go a really defensive build as well. The, the, the Duarden and the Luminarch are a great defensive Hallow Heart. That's not to say that you might not want to put the Arcane Tome on your Knight Draconis and that might change the game as well. You know, there's some things to consider. The Storm Drake Guard have recently gone up in points, and at the time of recording, we don't know if anything else is going up in points. And anything could happen in AOS. I guess the big question that if I was a Cities of Sigmar player, I would be wondering, do I take Formulators or do I take Storm Drake Guard or Krondus or Karazite? Now, 
there are both pros and cons, right? You know, you may want to reconsider the Star Drake if it changes in points in the near future. So you might find yourself with a Celestine Prime or Indrasa. You know, Stormcast have literally like what 80 potential models. So you are completely spoiled for choice. If you want to run the Storm Drake Guard and you're looking for mobility, if you're looking some some good damage, you know, they're a great option to choose from. But if you're building a more aggressive force and you're looking for value for points, those those types of dragon riders like the Formulators, they they might be a better option for you. Now, there are plenty of additional War Scroll abilities that I didn't speak about. And I, it's not that they're not valuable. I'm not saying that they're not valuable. It's just that the rules from the Cities of Sigma don't enhance them. So as a prime example, the Storm Drake Guard and the Knight Draconis have an ability to auto-slay a model at the end of combat. Uh, the rule is called Dragged Into the Tempest. Now, the rule is a good rule, but it just doesn't get any better from a Cities of Sigma. I mean, you could argue, you know, Tempest Eye gets them a little bit closer, but it's not like that dice roll becomes easier or I get more of those dice rolls from being in one of the cities, which is why I left out some of the rules. But hey, look, I'd be curious to hear from you, especially Cities of Sigma folks, if you are looking to include a dragon, whether it's one of the big dragons, Krondus or Karazai, a small dragon, you're looking at the Storm Drake Guard, whether it's two or four, or you may be even looking at that um, the hero version of the, uh, is it the Knight Draconis? Whatever it might be, are you looking at adding them and why? And if not, why? Are you going in something else for your coalition units instead? It's a deep book. It's a, the world is your oysters. You might still be obsessed with your Aether Wings. You could be looking at, I don't know, uh, a Lord Ordinator. Who knows? There's, there's so many units to choose from. Let me know in the comment section. I'd be curious to hear from you what units you're drawing from Stormcast. And if you are going to take the dragons or not, why? Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more fixes.